Alexa, what are the latest news from the Caribbean Television Network? From Caribbean Television Network News. Even in his inability to lead, Ariel Henry enjoys the support of the United States. From Zoom Haiti News Daily. The Assistant Secretary of State for International Narcotics and Law Enforcement Affairs, Todd D. Robinson, reiterated the United States' support for the Haitian government in the fight against insecurity. Zoom Haiti News, français. L'ex-ministre de l'Agriculture, des Ressources Naturelles et du Développement Rural, David Nicolas, est mort. En Zoom Haiti News Español, el gobierno de Biden agradece la colaboración de las autoridades haitianas en la gestión del expediente de migrantes irregulares devueltos al país. Sacramento police are searching for several suspects in a mass shooting in the city's downtown early Sunday that killed six people and injured 12 others. Police Chief Catherine Lester said the shooting took place around 2 a.m. after a large fight broke out in a popular home entertainment district. She stated officers heard shooting and reached the scene at 10th and K Streets, roughly two blocks northwest of the state capitol, where they discovered multiple shooting victims. Authorities offered few information as to what took place except to say that just after 2 a.m. an unidentified individual in a vehicle drove up 10th Street and let loose a continual barrage of bullets into a crowd of individuals prior to leaving. A second person likewise fired a weapon, although it was not yet clear whether that individual was also in the automobile or in the crowd. Authorities stated cameras in the downtown location captured footage of a portion of the shooting. This is a complex and actually complex scene, Lester stated. And there is a process and what we want to do is ensure that this examination is completed completely and precisely. Since we do wish to see the wrongdoers of this criminal activity took to court. Police verified a stolen pistol was recuperated from the scene. Authorities believe at least two various weapons were fired, according to a law enforcement source. A motive for the violence was unclear. Law enforcement sources told The Times that the shooting included gang members and associates. A number of videos of altercations that preceded the shooting have actually been flowing on social networks. Authorities are asking anybody with videos of the scene to share it with them as they continue to try to piece together what took place. Sacramento Mayor Daryl Steinberg said, This early morning our city has a broken heart. This is a ridiculous and inappropriate disaster. This ridiculous epidemic of gun violence need to be dealt with. How lots of endless disasters does it take before we begin to treat the sickness in this country? Barry Axius, a neighborhood activist, showed up on the scene around 2.30 a.m. after receiving a call from a city council member whom he has dealt with on weapon avoidance and gun violence. The neighborhood where the shooting happened has several clubs and bars where battles have broken out in the past. But that violence was not similar to what Axius saw early Sunday he stated. As soon as he got there, Axius stated, he saw a girl bleeding from her forehead. Her clothes were covered in blood. She was simply shouting on the phone, they eliminated my sister, he stated. There was a mom who thought her kid might be a victim and was attempting to figure it out. Axius stated another young woman stated her sibling had died in her arms. He said victims went to the medical facility on their own, due to the fact that they didn't have sufficient medical groups to deal with what was going on. On all levels, Axius stated. Just continuously hearing the number count, the number going from 3 to 4 to 5 and then lastly getting a number of 6 people dead. 
This is a truly intricate and complex scene, Lester stated. It's terrible, simply terrible. On all levels, Axius stated. Just continuously hearing the number count, the number going from 3 to 4 to 5 and then finally getting a number of 6 individuals dead. Never in a million years would I think the valuable downtown location would ever be in a minute where's this much tragedy, this much lawlessness and an afraid act of ridiculous violence. Biden administration to end Title 42 in May. The Centers for Disease Control announced Friday that it is ending a policy that limited asylum at the U.S.-Mexico border to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Using public health powers had actually been extensively criticized by Democrats and immigration supporters as an excuse for the United States to shirk its obligations to supply haven to individuals getting away persecution. The policy entered into result under President Donald Trump in March 2020. Ever since, migrants trying to enter the U.S. have been expelled more than 1.7 million times. The policy, referred to as the Title 42 Authority, named for a 1944 public health law to prevent infectious illness, will end on paper, but it will not take effect up until May 23, to allow border officials time to prepare. The Associated Press first reported the change earlier this week. The policy was significantly hard to justify clinically as restrictions ended throughout the U.S. The federal order says efforts by the Department of Homeland Security to offer vaccines to migrants at the border will step up in the next two months. After thinking about present public health conditions and an increased accessibility of tools to fight COVID-19, such as highly reliable vaccines and rehabs, the CDC director has actually determined that an order suspending the right to introduce migrants into the United States is no longer needed, the CDC stated in a statement. The decision is expected to draw more migrants to the U.S.-Mexico border. Even before it was officially announced, more than a lot's migrants excitedly ran out of their dormitory at the Good Samaritan Shelter in Ciudad Juarez, Mexico, asking about it. DHS said today that about 7,100 migrants were coming daily, compared to an average of about 5,900 a day in February on rate to match or go beyond highs from in 2015, 2019 and other peak durations. But border officials said they are planning for as numerous as 18,000 arrivals daily, which appears certain to trigger challenges for border region Democrats in tight re-election races with some caution that the Biden administration is unprepared to handle the circumstance. Homeland Security stated it developed a Southwest Border Coordinating Center to respond to any sharp boosts, with Marianne Tierney, a regional director of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, as interim leader and a Border Patrol authorities as deputy. Authorities likewise are working on extra ground and air transportation choices and tents to house the anticipated increase, and the Border Patrol has already worked with on civilians. Instead of carrying out patrols and revealing smuggling activity, its agents invest about 40% of their time looking after people already in custody and administrative jobs that are unrelated to border security. The agency wanted to free up representatives to return into the field by employing civilians for jobs such as making certain that microwaved burritos are served appropriately, examining holding cells and the time-consuming work of gathering info for immigration court documents. Still, administration officials acknowledge the repairs are just momentary steps. The Biden-Harris administration is devoted to pursuing every avenue within our authority to secure our borders, impose our laws, and remain real to our values, stated Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Yet a long-term option can only come from detailed legislation that brings enduring reform to an essentially damaged system. 
The U.S. is ending its pandemic border rules. It might indicate a surge in migration. The Biden administration is relocating to end sweeping pandemic border limitations called Title 42 on May 23. The official announcement came Friday in an order from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The spread of COVID-19 by migrants collared at the U.S.-Mexico border has ceased to be a major danger to the general public health, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky composed. Considering that March 2020, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security has used the controversial public health order to quickly expel migrants at the border due to health concerns related to the coronavirus pandemic. The Biden administration has mostly continued this Trump-era policy regardless of criticism from immigrant supporters, who say the policy puts migrants in danger by forcing them to go to locations like Haiti and Mexican border towns. On March 12, the CDC revealed it was dropping Title 42 for unaccompanied children, however left the policy in place for others migrants. Under the Biden administration, DHS had currently moved to exempt unaccompanied minors from Title 42. There have actually likewise been exceptions for many families traveling together. The continued use of Title 42 had actually currently been under examination as the pandemic starts to wane in the U.S. Now Russia's invasion of Ukraine has also altered the conversation. Even before Title 42, asylum seekers have been prevented from lawfully entering the country at ports of entry. As Ukrainians have come to the U.S.-Mexico border they haven't been able to fly directly to the U.S. since they do not have visas, there has actually been mounting pressure on the Biden administration to alter the policy. Advocates for immigrants say the U.S. must be welcoming of asylum seekers, any place they are from. We are asking to revoke Title 42 and welcome people, whether they are coming from Ukraine, Haiti, Cameroon, Central America, Gerline Yosef, the executive director of the Haitian Bridge Alliance, said previously this month. The policy change might suggest more migrants reaching the border there have actually already been high numbers of apprehensions at the border, even throughout the pandemic a number impacted in part by how Title 42 works. There's no penalty or formal mark on their record if a migrant is expelled at the border under Title 42. That has actually led numerous migrants to make repeated attempts to cross, intending to prevent border patrol. Lots of anticipate that lifting Title 42 will propel a lot more individuals to attempt to cross the border. With that limitation gone, smugglers and cartels in Central America will likely tell migrants it suggests that the border is open. In a letter to DHS last week, a group of Republican senators, led by Florida's Rick Scott, asked about the agency's preparations for the awaited rise of illegal border crossings. They stated Title 42 had been a reliable deterrent to such crossings. DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has actually repeatedly stated that Title 42 is a public health procedure, not an immigration policy. The Biden administration is moving to end sweeping pandemic border constraints understood as Title 42 on May 23. The policy change might mean more migrants showing up at the border there have actually currently been high numbers of apprehensions at the border, even during the pandemic a number impacted in part by how Title 42 works. If a migrant is expelled at the border under Title 42, there's no penalty or official mark on their record. Many expect that lifting Title 42 will move even more people to attempt to cross the border. Russian soldiers pull back from Kiev, leaving scaries in their wake. After bodies of civilians are found around the Ukraine capital US and NATO allies are revealing shock and promising tougher sanctions. As Russian forces withdraw from Kiev and surrounding areas, 
proof of grave atrocities, consisting of summary executions of civilians, a case of repeated rape, and other accusations have emerged through photographs and eyewitness and survivor accounts. Horrific photos of civilian corpses, some with their hands connected behind their backs, plainly show the brutality of the Russian profession in the areas near Kiev, Chernihiv, and Kharkiv. Russia agreed to withdraw forces in the north of Ukraine throughout continuous settlements to end the fighting, while more than 2,000 occurrences of violations of the laws and customized of war have been reported to Ukrainian Prosecutor General Irina Venediktova's office thus far. The visceral, grim photos coming out of the town of Bucha in particular are a potent indicator of simply just how much damage Russia has actually done throughout the brief conflict. Social network posts and news reports recording the alleged war crimes first appeared Saturday night and fired up renewed outrage among Western leaders, including United States Secretary of State Antony Blinken. You can't assist but see these images as a punch to the gut, and appearance, we've said prior to Russia's aggressiveness that we believed it was likely that they would commit atrocities, Blinken said on CNN's State of the Union on Sunday. We can't end up being numb to this. We can't stabilize this. This is the reality of what's going on every single day. Blinken previously said that he believed Russia was devoting war crimes in Ukraine. The current reports support that claim. Nevertheless, both Blinken and NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg declined to categorize Russia's actions in Ukraine as genocide. It is a cruelty against civilians we have not seen in Europe for years, Stoltenberg stated. And it's horrific and it's definitely unacceptable that civilians are targeted and killed. A Human Rights Watch report released Sunday detailed specific allegations of the summary executions of seven males and the repeated rape of one lady during the first two weeks of the war. According to the report, which is based on interviews from survivors and eyewitnesses, in addition to civilians residing in the formerly inhabited locations, one summary execution occurred in Bucha on March 4. According to a witness cited in the report, Russian soldiers collected five males, pulled their shirts over their heads, forced them to kneel by the side of the road, and shot one in the back of the head prior to a group of about 40 people who had been summoned to the town square. The Russian troops threatened to carry out the others. Don't stress. You are all regular and this is dirt. We are here to clean you from the dirt, the Russian leader apparently told the witnesses. Western countries have actually assured a concrete response. Discoveries of the alleged crimes in Bucha and elsewhere also brought renewed needs for Western nations to act, both by pledging more military assistance to Ukraine and by taking more punitive financial steps versus Russia. For nations, the three Baltic states and Poland have actually pledged to divest totally from Russian fuel supplies and are pressuring other countries to do so, Latvian Foreign Minister Edgars Rinkiewicz tweeted Sunday that his country will continue insisting on full EU energy sanctions versus Russia and port closures, in the wake of the revelations. Latvia has signed up with fellow Baltic countries Lithuania and Estonia, along with Poland, in cutting off Russian fuel imports. Lithuania has actually completely prohibited the import of Russian fuel, a significant factor to its economy. If we can do it, the rest of Europe can do it too, Lithuania's president Gitanis Nauseda tweeted Saturday. German Defense Minister Christine Lambrecht called for European Union member specifies to talk about a restriction on Russian fuel imports, Deutsche Welle reported Sunday. Such criminal activities should not remain without a response, she said, describing the reports of atrocities in Bucha. Germany is heavily reliant on Russian fuel imports, which slowed the Western action to Russia's hostility prior to the intrusion. 
As Russian forces withdraw from Kiev and surrounding areas, proof of serious atrocities, consisting of summary executions of civilians, a case of repeated rape, and other claims have emerged through photographs and eyewitness and survivor accounts. According to a witness pointed out in the report, Russian troops collected five guys, pulled their t-shirts over their heads, forced them to kneel by the side of the roadway, and shot one in the back of the head prior to a group of about 40 individuals who had actually been summoned to the town square. For countries, the three Baltic states and Poland have pledged to divest entirely from Russian fuel products and are pushing other countries to do so, Latvian Foreign Minister Edgars Rinkiewicz tweeted Sunday that his nation will continue firmly insisting on complete EU energy sanctions against Russia and port closures, in the wake of the discoveries. German Defense Minister Christine Lambrecht called for European Union member specifies to discuss a ban on Russian fuel imports, Deutsche Welle reported Sunday. Germany is greatly reliant on Russian fuel imports, which slowed the Western action to Russia's hostility prior to the intrusion. Ukraine says 410 bodies discovered near Kiev, witnesses traumatized. Ukraine has actually discovered 410 bodies in towns near Kiev as part of an examination into possible war crimes by Russia but some witnesses are so traumatized by their ordeal that they are not able to speak, the nation's top prosecutor stated on Sunday. After Russia withdrew from some areas around Kiev, the mayor in Bucha, a liberated town 37 kilometers 23 miles northwest of the capital, stated that 300 homeowners had actually been eliminated by Russian forces while Chechen fighters controlled the area. Russia has denied the accusations that its soldiers killed civilians in Bucha. Moscow says no homeowners experienced any violence from Russian forces and accused Kiev of staging what it cast as a provocation confected for Western media. Ukrainian prosecutors were only able to get in the towns of Buchev, Erpin and Hostomel for the very first time on Sunday and they require more time to work out the level of the criminal offenses, Prosecutor General Irina Venediktova said. We need to work with witnesses, Venediktova stated. People today are so stressed out that they are physically not able to speak. She said 140 of the bodies had actually been examined up until now but that she would be asking the health ministry to offer as many forensic professionals as possible to a field hospital in Kiev region. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said, hundreds of individuals were killed, tortured, carried out civilians, corpses on the streets, mined areas, even the bodies of the dead were mined. Zelensky stated it was clear the West would enforce a new set of sanctions on Russia, however he stated that was not enough. Interior Minister Denis Monastersky said it was clear numerous civilians had actually been killed, but that he did not wish to state exactly how many there were, as efforts were still underway to clear mines in the area. Many local residents are considered missing out on. We cannot offer an exact figure, however there are a lot of individuals, he stated. Ukraine has found 410 bodies in towns near Kiev as part of an examination into possible war criminal offenses by Russia but some witnesses are so traumatized by their ordeal that they are unable to speak, the nation's leading prosecutor stated on Sunday. Zelensky said it was clear the West would impose a new set of sanctions on Russia, however he said that was not enough. Interior Minister Denis Monastersky said it was clear hundreds of civilians had actually been eliminated, however that he did not want to say exactly how many there were, as effort outrage widens over Russian attack Zelensky now calls a genocide. Haunting pictures of dead bodies littering the streets of a Kiev suburban area and reports of civilian executions are setting off new international condemnation versus Russia, 
as Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky required accountability for what he stated amounts to genocide. Ukrainian officials stated they have asked the International Criminal Court to check out the mass grave scene in Bucha, a suburb northwest of the capital, so that specialists can gather evidence of possible Russian war crimes. European leaders supported the call for an independent investigation and promised to hold Russia responsible for what NATO's secretary-general referred to as brutality versus civilians we have not seen in Europe for decades. The calls for retribution came as Russian President Vladimir Putin seemed regrouping and shifting his focus away from Kiev, near where Ukrainian forces are regaining area, and toward the nation's south and east. Surges rocked Odessa early Sunday as Russia said its rockets struck an oil refinery and fuel storage centers, the very first significant strikes on the tactical Black Sea port cities downtown. Tens of thousands of individuals stayed cut off from frantically needed aid in Mariupol, which the Red Cross still hasn't been able to reach. Zelensky said Ukrainians are being ruined and eliminated since they refuse to be subdued by Russian forces. This is genocide, Zelensky stated on CBS's Face the Nation. We are the people of Ukraine. We have more than 100 citizenships. This is about the damage and extermination of all these nationalities. Video published to social networks Saturday and validated by The Washington Post revealed at least nine individuals, consisting of one kid, resting on the street of a residential area in Bucha. Human Rights Watch said in a statement Sunday that it had documented numerous cases of Russian military forces dedicating laws of war violations versus civilians in occupied areas of the Chernihiv, Kharkiv, and Kiev regions of Ukraine. A Ukrainian task force has found 410 civilian bodies in the Kiev region, Prosecutor General Irina Venediktova stated Sunday. Responding to the images from Bucha, a minimum of three leading European officials European Council President Charles Michel, German Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbock and the European Union's Financial Commissioner, Paolo Gentiloni stated they plan to impose tighter financial sanctions against Russia. A fundamental problem, however, remains the billions of dollars worth of Russian oil and gas that the world continues to purchase, providing the Kremlin a direct financial lifeline. German Defense Minister Christine Lambrecht stated the European Union ought to talk about prohibiting Russian gas imports, according to her ministry. Germany has so far opposed calls to ban Russian energy products, with Chancellor Olaf Scholz saying it would devastate the German and European economies. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson vowed to do whatever in my power to starve Putin's war device. He included that the United Kingdom would increase sanctions versus Russia and bolster military assistance for Ukraine. In a message posted on the Telegram app late Sunday, Zelensky asked for help in investigating and penalizing the Russian forces he accused of committing atrocities against unarmed civilians in Bucha and other Ukrainian cities. Zelensky likewise directed remarks toward moms of Russian soldiers he implicated of executing civilians. What did the Ukrainian city of Bucha ever do to Russia, he stated in Russian. You could not have not known that was inside your children. The most recent brutalities have actually prompted Biden administration officials to talk about magnifying their sanctions campaign against Russia, according to two people familiar with the matter. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, speaking Sunday on CNN's State of the Union, stated the images of dead civilians were a punch to the gut. The Russian Defense Ministry, however, claimed no civilians were hurt while it had control of Bucha. It said, without providing evidence, that Ukrainian troops had actually fired in the area. 
The images from Bucha are another production of the Kiev program for the Western media, the declaration said. Ukrainian authorities stated they have actually asked the International Criminal Court to go to the mass graves seen in Bucha, a residential area northwest of the capital, so that professionals can gather evidence of possible Russian war criminal offenses. Zelensky stated Ukrainians are being ruined and exterminated because they declined to be controlled by Russian forces. German Defense Minister Christine Lambrecht said the European Union must discuss banning Russian gas imports, according to her ministry. Germany has actually therefore far opposed calls to prohibit Russian energy products, with Chancellor Olaf Scholz stating it would ravage the German and European economies. In a message posted on the Telegram app late Sunday, Zelensky asked for assistance in examining and punishing the Russian forces he implicated of dedicating atrocities versus unarmed civilians in Bucha and other Ukrainian cities Zelensky likewise directed remarks towards moms of Russian soldiers he accused of executing civilians. UN chief shocked by Bucha images, calls for examination into deaths United Nations. Secretary-General Antonio Guterres tweeted on Sunday that he was deeply stunned by images of civilian deaths in Ukraine circulated over the weekend. It is necessary that an independent examination leads to efficient accountability, he included his tweet. His remarks followed officials and journalists shared images of remains on the streets of Bucha, a city beyond Kiev, which was the site of weeks-long firefights in between Ukrainian and Russian forces. Ukrainian governmental adviser Mikhailo Podolyak said that the people in the images had actually been performed by Russian forces, and Bucha mayor Anatoly Fedorov stated 280 individuals have been buried in mass tombs. NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg said of the images, it's dreadful, and it's definitely inappropriate that civilians are targeted and killed, and it just underlines the importance of, that this war needs to end, on CNN's State of the Union. In reference to the images, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken included that they were a punch in the gut in another CNN interview, and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky again accused Russia of genocide. Indeed, this is genocide. The elimination of the whole nation and the people. We are the citizens of Ukraine. We have more than 100 citizenships. This is about the damage and extermination of all these nationalities, Zelensky stated on CBS's Face the Nation. A Sunday report from Human Rights Watch in-death instances of war crimes throughout Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The U.S. is among a variety of countries working to collect evidence of Russian atrocities for future prosecution in international courts. Putin feels Russian military misinformed him, U.S. authorities say. U.S. intelligence authorities have figured out that Russian President Vladimir Putin is being disinformed by his consultants about the poor efficiency of Kremlin soldiers in Ukraine, the Associated Press reported and CBS News verified. A U.S. authorities, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to go over recently declassified intelligence, stated Wednesday the intelligence finding suggests that Putin understands the scenario on info coming to him and there is now relentless stress between him and senior Russian military officials. On Wednesday, President Biden, in an exchange with reporters, would not comment. Later on, White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield also would not state whether the president approved the release of the intelligence. The next day, on Thursday, Mr. Biden stated that Putin seems to be self-isolated. He included that there's some indication that he has fired or put under house arrest some of his advisors. Nevertheless, he went on to say, I do not want to put excessive stock because at this time because we do not have that much tough proof. 
The administration is hopeful that divulging the finding could assist Prod Putin to reassess his choices in Ukraine. The war has ground to a bloody stalemate in much of the country, with heavy casualties and Russian troop spirits sinking as Ukrainian forces and volunteers installed an all of a sudden strong defense. The publicity runs the threat of additional isolating Putin, who US authorities have said appears at least in part driven by a desire to win back Russian prestige lost by the fall of the Soviet Union. The Pentagon accept the intelligence community's conclusion that Putin hasn't been fully informed by the defense ministry at every turn over the last month. Defense Department Representative John Kirby told reporters Wednesday it's discomforting that he might not have the full picture. It's his war. He picked it, Kirby said. So, the fact that he might not have all the context, that he might not fully comprehend the degree to which his forces are failing in Ukraine, that's a little discomforting to be sincere with you. Kirby went on to say that his absence of all the context needed may affect settlements. If he is not notified, how are his mediators going to create an arrangement? You also don't understand how a leader like that is going to respond, Kirby stated. In Algeria Wednesday, inquired about the report that Putin felt deceived by his defense ministers, Secretary of State Antony Blinken didn't straight verify the story, but he informed press reporters that among the Achilles heels of autocracies is that you do not have individuals in those systems who speak truth to power or do not have the capability to speak truth to power. And I think that is something that we're seeing in Russia. On Wednesday, President Biden spoke on the phone with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky for about 55 minutes and informed him an additional $500 million in direct help for Ukraine was on its method. It's the most recent tranche of American help as the Russian intrusion grinds on. The two also reviewed security help that has actually already been provided to Ukraine and the results that weaponry has had on the war, according to the White House. The unknown authorities did not detail the underlying evidence about how U.S. intelligence made its determination. The intelligence community has concluded that Putin was uninformed that his armed force had been utilizing and losing conscripts in Ukraine. And it has actually likewise determined he is not fully knowledgeable about the level to which Russia's economy is collapsing even as its stock exchange reopens is being damaged by financial sanctions enforced by the U.S. and allies. The findings show a clear breakdown in the circulation of accurate info to Putin and reveal that Putin's senior advisers are scared to inform him the truth, the authorities stated. Zelensky has pushed the Biden administration and Western allies to provide Ukraine with military jets, something that the US and other NATO countries have up until now declined to accommodate because of worries it could lead to an expanding of the war by Russia beyond Ukraine's borders. Before Wednesday's announcement of $500 million in aid, the Biden administration had sent Ukraine about $2 billion in humanitarian and security assistance since the start of the war in late February. U.S. intelligence officials have identified that Russian President Vladimir Putin is being misguided by his advisers about the bad performance of Kremlin soldiers in Ukraine, the Associated Press reported and CBS News verified. A U.S. authorities, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss just recently declassified intelligence, Stated Wednesday the intelligence finding shows that Putin is aware of the circumstance on information coming to him and there is now persistent tension between him and senior Russian military authorities. The publicity runs the danger of more isolating Putin, who US officials have stated seems at least in part driven by a desire to win back Russian eminence lost by the fall of the Soviet Union. The intelligence neighborhood has actually concluded that Putin was unaware that his military had been using and losing conscripts in Ukraine.
The findings demonstrate a clear breakdown in the flow of accurate information to Putin and reveal that Putin's senior advisors are afraid to tell him the fact, the authorities stated. Russia shifting focus to show a success by early May in eastern Ukraine, United States authorities say. Russia has actually revised its Ukraine war method to focus on attempting to take control of the Donbass and other regions in eastern Ukraine with a time frame of early May, according to a number of U.S. authorities knowledgeable about the current United States intelligence evaluations. More than a month into the war, Russian ground forces have actually been unable to keep control of locations where they have actually been battling. Russian President Vladimir Putin is under pressure to demonstrate he can show a triumph, and eastern Ukraine is the location where he is more than likely to be able to rapidly do that, authorities state. United States intelligence intercepts suggest Putin is concentrated on May 9, Russia's Victory Day, according to among the authorities. May 9 is a popular vacation on the Russian calendar, a day the country marks the Nazi surrender in World War II with a substantial parade of soldiers and weapons across Red Square in front of the Kremlin. The officials state Putin wishes to be able to commemorate a triumph, of some kind, in his war on that day. However other authorities note even if there is a Russian event, a real success might be even more off. Putin will have a victory parade on May 9 regardless the status of the war or peace talks, a European defense authority said. On the other hand, a triumph parade with what troops and automobiles? Still, U.S. and European authorities state that any due dates Moscow may set rhetorically don't change the reality on the ground that Russia seems preparing for the prospect of a prolonged dispute in Ukraine. A European diplomat said that while the Kremlin is talking optimistically, Putin is preparing for a Chechnya-style long, dragged-out war, since he, to a certain degree, has nowhere else to go on this. There are numerous reasons behind the May time frame, the authorities state. As the winter season freeze ends and the ground softens, it will be harder for heavy Russian ground units to maneuver, implying that it's crucial for those forces to enter place as soon as possible, United States intelligence examines. Russian-backed fighters have likewise currently remained in that area for years. In 2014, Russian separatist forces took control of territory within the Donbass area of eastern Ukraine. Before Moscow's invasion of Ukraine, Putin revealed he was recognizing two self-declared independent republics in the Donbass region. Ukrainian authorities have openly pointed to the date as well. Ahead of May 9, Putin set the goal of a victory parade for this war, Ukrainian Security Council Secretary Oleksiy Danilov said on Thursday. Former Ukrainian Prime Minister Arseniy Yatsenyuk told CNN's Wolf Blitzer on Friday that the Ukrainians think they are dealing with an extremely complicated and difficult scenario as Putin attempts to satisfy a due date. His supreme goal is, was, and will be to take over Ukraine, however he failed. He failed due to an extremely strong willpower of Ukrainian military and extremely strong unity of Ukraine and the Western world, and the sanctions that have actually been enforced by the United States and G7 and the European Union, Yatsenyuk stated. So now, as far as I see, Putin switched to Plan B. My take is that this Plan B has a, kind of, due date. The deadline is the 9th of May. The United States also examines that Putin is now getting ready for the very first time to call a general leader of the war to attempt to accomplish greater Russian successes, two of the U.S. officials stated. The U.S. belief is Putin will likely call a general who has actually remained in the South because that is a place where the Russians have prospered in their objectives. 
Russia has actually modified its Ukraine war technique to focus on trying to take control of the Donbass and other regions in eastern Ukraine with a target date of early May, according to several United States authorities familiar with the most current U.S. intelligence assessments. Russian President Vladimir Putin is under pressure to demonstrate he can show a victory, and eastern Ukraine is the place where he is most likely to be able to rapidly do that, authorities state. Still, United States and European authorities state that any due dates Moscow may set rhetorically do not change the truth on the ground that Russia appears to be preparing for the possibility of an extended dispute in Ukraine. The United States likewise assesses that Putin is now preparing for the first time to name a total leader of the war to attempt to attain greater Russian successes, two of the U.S. officials stated. Latest on Russia-Ukraine War In Ukraine, Ukrainian authorities and independent rights watchdogs said they are uncovering mounting evidence of war crimes committed by Russian soldiers in areas they just recently withdrew from. In the Kiev suburban area of Bucha, more than 100 civilians lay buried in mass tombs. Moscow's retreats from Kiev and brand-new focus on the eastern Donbass region set the stage for a protracted war of attrition. Russia fired missiles at the southern port city of Odessa, saying it damaged an oil refinery and storage facilities. In Europe, Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, the closest thing Russian President Vladimir Putin needs to a good friend in the Club of European Union leaders, won a fifth term in power Sunday in an election that became a referendum on his guarantee to block assistance for Ukraine in its war with Russia. Next door in Romania, NATO is reinforcing a base as part of an effort to prevent Russian hostility. In Russia, a study of financial activity illustrated the impact of sanctions on the Russian economy. President Vladimir Putin talked with Turkey's President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, who again advised a conference with the Ukrainian president. Ukrainian attack helicopters struck an oil depot in Russian area in a pre-dawn raid on Friday, Russia said. Oil and gas, members of the International Energy Agency consented to tap their oil reserves, joining the U.S. flows of Russian gas to Europe were steady, experts stated, assisting to consist of prices. In death, an account of Vladimir Putin's 20-year march to war in Ukraine and how the West mishandled it. The treatment Africans are dealing with in Ukraine is despicable. But why are we amazed? When Russia attacked Ukraine on February 24, civilians tried to leave the country. The borders of Poland, Hungary and Romania ended up being oversubscribed rapidly, leaving days-long lines of individuals attempting to get away a war zone. Among those queuing were those of Ukrainian descent, but also a large number of African trainees and professionals. As the circumstance became worse and worse, another concern ended up being apparent and grew more pressing. Africans attempting to get away Ukraine were being racially discriminated against. Videos quickly spread online of Africans being prevented from leaving the country as authorities operated on it Ukrainians' first policy. Ukrainian males, kids and ladies were allowed to board trains and buses to the borders first. Even if an African made it onto a train or bus, they were removed. In one circumstances, a Nigerian lady was told if you are black, you need to stroll. Once most Ukrainians were evacuated, just then did Africans stand a chance. The painful stories do not stop there. Africans were physically attacked by the authorities and endured maltreatment from those in authority, and many were left stranded and defenseless in Ukraine with freezing temperature levels. They experienced obstacles with neighboring nations and some were obliged to turn around if they did make it past the Ukrainian border. Many of us watching around the world were enraged, 
questioning how there was space for bigotry in a matter of life or death. Honestly, why are we amazed? Visas, migration and the global order. What we've witnessed is not separated to the war in Ukraine. The discrimination Africans deal with, especially those who are born and raised on the continent, is a buildup of prejudice committed worldwide which continues to pit them at the bottom of the international order. There are many examples we can see on the planet of travel, migration, and, of course, media coverage. Holding a passport from a nation in Africa requires a person to jump through hoops to travel, particularly in the form of visas. Applications for Africans can be long, precarious and costly. Often, a visa can even be denied because of how the authorities who approves them feels on the day. Stories of Africans requiring to prove more than what is needed on their visa applications, such as showing they have extra disposable income upon arrival, are all too familiar. Feeling at risk of being put on the next flight back to their particular countries is not unusual either. On the other hand, those with strong passports experience swift visa procedures and enjoy their journey. While Africans are identified migrants, lazy, bad, most likely to be a problem, those from the Western world who decide to do the same thing are praised as expats. Immigration is another hurdle, where location and politics combine. Acquiring visas and long-term residency can be a long, frequently redundant and laborious process for Africans attempting to relocate to another country. While Africans are identified migrants, lazy, bad, most likely to be a nuisance, those from the Western world who decide to do the same thing are praised as expats with a hard-working mindset and disposable earnings. They can still be seen as different to the dominant culture of the nation and there is a hesitation to accept them if those who move should attempt to absorb. For instance, a Nigerian doctor who had lived in Ukraine for years, who spoke Ukraine with complete confidence and selflessly assisted Ukrainians in the long lines, was required to go to the back and start again. Unfavorable media protection in time. The problems of visas and migration are exacerbated by the continuous unfavorable media coverage of Africans and the continent, however particularly refugees. Africa and its people are often viewed as unsafe and poor, which is a strategy that has actually been offered over a long time period to people beyond the continent and contributes to this negative representation. When Africans, or anyone from non-Western nations, get away war, they are met with contempt and rejection while dealing with treacherous conditions. For this reason, it has been shocking to see the coverage of Ukrainian refugees and how countries have actually prioritized opening their borders to them. A reporter discussing how emotional it was to see European individuals with blue eyes and blonde hair being killed in such unfortunate events is informing of the narratives weaved into lots of people's frame of mind. On the other hand, lots of Africans have actually been regularly rejected as refugees for several years. As the scenario got even worse and even worse, Another concern ended up being apparent and grew more pressing, Africans attempting to leave Ukraine were being racially discriminated versus. Videos rapidly spread online of Africans being avoided from leaving the country as authorities operated on it, Ukrainians' first policy. Africans were physically attacked by the cops and endured maltreatment from those in authority, and lots of were left stranded and defenseless in Ukraine with freezing temperatures. Acquiring visas and permanent residency can be a long, laborious and frequently redundant process for Africans attempting to move to another country. When Africans, or anyone from non-Western countries, run away war, they are fulfilled with contempt and refusal while dealing with treacherous conditions. 
Netherlands coach Louis van Gaal diagnosed with prostate cancer. Netherlands coach Louis van Gaal on Sunday revealed he has actually been detected with prostate cancer, however he still plans to lead his team at the World Cup in Qatar in seven months' time. The players don't know it, the 70-year-old informed RTL-TV, adding that he has currently gone through 25 bouts of radiotherapy, including in the evening throughout training camps with the Dutch team. It's part of my life, he included, in an interview marking the upcoming release of a film about his life, entitled Lewis. I've been through so much in my illness, death and life, I've probably become richer as an individual because of all those experiences. Van Gaal is in his third term as head coach of the Dutch nationwide side after spells in 2000-2001 and 2012-2014. He stimulated controversy last month when he described the decision to hold the World Cup in Qatar outrageous, implicating FIFA of having been inspired exclusively by cash and industrial interests. Last week, it was revealed that Van Gaal had evaluated positive for COVID. In 2021, the previous Barcelona and Manchester United employer broke his hip when he fell off his bike. The Netherlands were put in Group A with hosts Qatar, Ecuador and Senegal in Friday's draw for the 2022 World Cup in Doha. Lionel Messi, Neymar and Kylian Mbappe all score as Paris Saint-Germain edge closer to League One title with Loria win. A Kylian Mbappe-inspired Paris Saint-Germain whipped Loria 5-1 at the Parc des Princes on Sunday night. Mbappe and Lionel Messi combined as Neymar opened the scoring for the leaders after 12 minutes prior to Mbappe got himself on the scoresheet 16 minutes later. Sloppy play from Akraf Hakimi and Marquinhos handed Loria a lifeline as Terem Mafi nipped in to decrease the defaults. Mbappe extended the leaders' benefit 10 minutes later on before teeing up Messi for PSG's fourth, 17 minutes from time and Neymar grabbed his second of the contest in injury time. Sergio Ramos' return from a two-month injury layoff was a welcome sight for Mauricio Pochettino who will want to depend on the Spaniard in the final video games of the season. The win moved Paris Saint-Germain 12 points clear at the top of League One with eight games remaining, while Loria remained in deep and 16th in the transfer battle. Talking point, star trio finally deliver. For the first time this season, PSG's star-studded trio of Kylian Mbappe, Neymar and Lionel Messi all got their names on the scoresheet in the exact same match, a long overdue sight for all PSG fans. The front three looked more like themselves versus Loria, working in tandem to see off the relegation-threatened visitors. However there is a feeling that it is too little too late as this was the efficiency that PSG needed from their front three against Real Madrid in the Champions League last month, with only Mbappe coming out of the tie with any trustworthiness. Can the trio surface the season highly and help PSG conclude the title in style? Male of the match, Kylian Mbappe. Once again the Frenchman revealed simply why he is both PSG's best and crucial gamer. The 23-year-old contributed in the Capital Club's triumph versus Loria having a hand in every objective, scoring two and helping the other three PSG goals. With his agreement at PSG pertaining to an end in June and with just eight games left to play, is this the beginning of Mbappe's goodbye tour? Player ratings. Paris Saint-Germain, Donnarumma 6, Hakimi 5, Marquinhos 5, Kimpembe 6, Mendes 7, Danilo 6, Paredes 5, Gay 6, Messi 8, Mbappe 9, Neymar 7. Subs, Wijnaldum 5, Ramos 5, Kerr and Slash Floria, Dreyer 6, Mendes 6, Laporte 5, Petrat 6, Lagoff 6, Cone 5, Luffy 7, Moncondwit 6, Abergil 6, Watara 6, Mafi 6.
subs, Someno 5, Carioca N slash, Boisgard N slash, Lemoyne N slash, Lorient N slash, Key Moments. 12 foot goal. PSG 1 0 Loria, Neymar Neymar opens the scoring for PSG after Messi and Mbappe combine to tee up the Brazilian. Just rewards for a positive opening from the leaders. 28 foot goal. PSG 2-0 Loria, Mbappe Mbappe makes it 2 for PSG with a brilliant low drive from just inside the area. Fabulous technique from the PSG man. 67-foot goal. PSG 3-1 Loria, Mbappe another sensational strike from Mbappe who finishes beautifully from 20 backyards. 73-foot goal. PSG 4-1 Loria, Messi wonderful work from Mbappe down the left and he cuts down for Messi to shoot high into the roofing system of the web from 12 backyards. 90-foot goal. PSG 5-1 Loria Neymar Neymar seals the triumph with a fine finish after a cool 1-2 with Mbappe Mbappe and Lionel Messi combined as Neymar opened the scoring for the leaders after 12 minutes prior to Mbappe got himself on the score sheet 16 minutes later. For the very first time this season, PSG's star-studded trio of Kylian Mbappe, Neymar and Lionel Messi all got their names on the score sheet in the very same match, a long overdue sight for all PSG fans. PSG 1-0 Loria, Neymar Neymar opens the scoring for PSG after Messi and Mbappe integrate to tee up the Brazilian. PSG 2-0 Loria, Mbappe Mbappe makes it 2 for PSG with a dazzling low drive from simply inside the location. PSG 3-1 Loria, Mbappe another sensational strike from Mbappe who completes beautifully from 20 backyards. Karim Benzema ratings, two charges, misses another, in Real Madrid win over Celta Vigo. Karim Benzema scored two charges and had another saved as Real Madrid won 2-1 at Celta Vigo on Saturday. Benzema put Madrid ahead from the area in the 19th minute before Celta had a Thiago Gallardo headed equalizer dismissed for offside in a lively very first half. The home side leveled through Nolito on 52 minutes and Benzema saw a second charge conserved by goalkeeper Matias de Turo, prior to dispatching a third spot kick on 69 minutes to secure the three points. The result leaves Madrid 12 points clear at the top of the La Liga table with eight video games left to play. Second place Sevilla are due to travel to Barcelona on Sunday. It was extremely important, Thibaut Courtois stated later. Celta away is constantly a challenging video game, you can constantly suffer here. All our video games here have been tough. I don't know if we deserve to win, in the first half I made two great conserves. In the end we tried to get into their box, their three charges, I think they're reasonable, their three charges. Celta Vigo, nevertheless, were far less persuaded that all three incidents should have led to penalties being offered by referee Pablo González Fuertes. I think the first two were penaltitos, little penalties, however the last one wasn't, from my point of view, Iago Aspas stated. All that was missing out on was to give one last, charge, for Pablo to take it. Otherwise it would have been a Benzema hat technique, it looked like that was what he desired. Manager Carlo Ancelotti was absent at Baletos after checking favorable for COVID-19. The Italian made four modifications to the team that had lost 4-0 to Barca prior to the worldwide break, with Benzema, Ferland Mendy, Lucas Vazquez and Marco Asensio all starting. A busy start saw Iago Aspas shot deflected broad and Benzema put a header into the side netting before Courtois made the very first of three magnificent first-half saves, tipping Denis Suarez's shot over the bar. 
Nalito's awkward difficulty felled Eder Militao inside package and Benzema converted to make this his highest scoring campaign for Real Madrid. Courtois was required once again to reach Aspas' curling free kick, and later on tipped Galhardo's header onto the post. The ball spun into the net, however referee Gonzalez Fuertes prohibited the objective after seeking advice from the pitch-side VR screen, ruling that the offside Aspas had actually avoided defender David Alaba from making a goal-line clearance. After half-time, keeper Dituro pushed away Luka Modric's dipping shot, however Celta struck next at the other end, Nolito sweeping previous Courtois to make it 1-1. Madrid were awarded a second charge when alternative Rodrigo handled protector Jason Murillo and was lowered, just for Dituro to reject Benzema. Five minutes later on, the France forward had the opportunity to apologize when Mendy decreased under fullback Kevin Vasquez's challenge, and this time sent Dituro the wrong way to score his 34th goal of the season in all competitors. Madrid will now turn their attention back to the Champions League and Wednesday's quarter-final first leg at Chelsea. Winning today is essential, Courtois said. Chelsea lost in the house today, they'll be strong on Wednesday, it will be another terrific video game. We need to give more, we lack a little bit of strength often, we can't lack intensity on Wednesday, Chelsea are excellent like that. We have to be extreme and aggressive, since we have the football. Karim Benzema scored two penalties and had another conserved as Real Madrid won 2-1 at Celta Vigo on Saturday. Benzema put Madrid ahead from the area in the 19th minute prior to Celta had a Thiago Gallardo-headed equaliser ruled out for offside in a dynamic first half. The home side leveled through Nolito on 52 minutes and Benzema saw a second penalty conserved by goalkeeper Matias Dituro, before dispatching a third-spot kick on 69 minutes to protect the three points. Nolito's awkward obstacle felled Eder Militao inside the box and Benzema converted to make this his highest-scoring project for Real Madrid. Madrid were awarded a second charge when substitute Rodrigo took on defender Jason Murillo and was brought down, only for Dituro to reject Benzema.